Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right, everyone. It's Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Alongside me today is Greg OJ Mayer. What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing today? I am Fred the Jester Reyes. Yeah! Mike is out at the store getting Doritos and grape drink this week. He will rejoin us next week. And a quick reminder to our TSS family, if you have any comments or questions for us, or Dr. Miller or Mary Jane, please send us an email at thecrew at tssfantasy.com. It's our new fancy email. Or tweet us at TSS Fantasy. Also, you can like and share us on Facebook and IG as we welcome your comments there as well. We're also excited to announce the launch of our website, tssfantasy.com. Yes, sir. Lots, lots of great content there. You can see our profile pages, our old show archives, um, and check out fun articles from Dr. Miller and Mary Jane as well. Um, so very excited for that, and um, let's. We also have a, a contest that we're going to be posting on the website as well, and that actually filled up before we could even talk about it on the show. Greg, tell us about that, and what else our uh, TSS family can expect well, this would, season. I want to call it a contest. We got some clowns that wants to challenge us in the TSS fantasy league, but I'm, I'm really excited, really excited about it. It filled up in in less than a week. So we had um, eight open slots in the field of real quick. Um, and a lot of people talking mess and trash already. So I'm really excited about that. We're also gonna um, move forward with the league. Not sure which which um, format we're gonna use, even Fantasy, um, DraftKings, or uh, the other one, what was it? FanDuel. FanDuel. Um, for, you know, like a, a you know weekly, you know, try to beat us on a weekly basis. And also, we're going to do a pick 'em league. So, be, you know, look, we're going to look out for that moving forward. You know, love having the fans interact with us, try to beat us, but I don't see none of them. Not even, uh, this, what's this, what's this? Brooklyn 12? Brooklyn 12. Had a lot to say. Had a lot to say about that shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, that's exciting. And, uh, you know, like I said, the more interaction from you all, the better. We're excited to challenge you and see if you have any challenges for us. I know that you might challenge Fred a bit, but... <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so um, we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about, um, we have, speaking of fan comments, we're gonna bring up some of your comments now. Um, speaking of Brooklyn Tell, you, you brought him up. He mm-hmm. had he had a comment. Um, he had a comment about my list. He sure did. <laughs> and, you know, he 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 sure had a lot to say um, about my list. So, um, in respect to Brooklyn Twelve, I just wanted to throw this out there as well. We were talking about contests. We we're talking about things. So, I'm gonna op- I'm gonna throw out an open challenge. Ooh. I feel like Vince McMahon right now Oops. got the belt on. Who wants to challenge? Listen, I'm going to challenge all my TSS family listeners. Put up, email us, email me your top 10 running backs before the season. You have until the 1st of August. We'll put them up on the page, and that'll be an open challenge. Think of a prize for that, but that'll be an open challenge. Since you want to talk about my list, you think you know, everyone's a fucking expert, you know it all. Bring it. Let's see it. I want to see your list. So everyone out there, top 10 running backs. Please do, because the running back list did stir up a lot of conversation on social media, man. Not even our quarterback list, but the running back list was a lot of fucking opinions. So put your put your money where your mouth is. This is your <laughs> shit. Who, this is your shit. Who else did you um, see on there, Greg, had some comments? Well, um, <laughs> this 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 is a... a, 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 a a friend of mine's um, and a friend of ours, Nick Nick um, Mac, right? Nick so, Macaronis? Yeah, man. <laughs> this guy is the biggest. I can't even say Pittsburgh Steelers fan, Philly fan, because he likes both. Let's just say Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. So he had an issue with saying Miles Sanders and Kareem Hunt should be at least in my top ten. Kareem Hunt, I'm not even sure how he could be in the top ten. But he's going to be sharing with Nick Chubb and Miles fucking Sanders. Miles Sanders. Really, you're gonna have Hurst as your quarterback, no fucking wide receivers, and you think Miles Sanders is gonna have a top ten season? I, I don't know what Flanders is talking about over there, bro. I I, I don't get that shit at all. I, it, he, he, I, I'm, I don't understand the Kareem Hunt. I mean, there's ten people that start, but he don't even start. Doesn't start. How do you have him in the top ten? I mean, I, I mean they're part of the best dual backfield, but Chubb is the the all around leader of that. And he, said, like, he said something I had to bring up. He said um, Hunt is has a better line than Zeke because he had a problem with Zeke being up there as well. And he said Hunt is a home run threat and he's faster than Zeke. Understanding the running back position, you could be fast as fuck, but if you can't get through and see the holes and make the proper read, it doesn't fucking matter how fast you are. Well, he's a homer, and he's and, and, he, and his team, his real team, was the Eagles in the NFC East. He must have not read that Dallas's line is coming back from injury, yeah. and they had a great line beforehand. And Dak is coming back, and it's Zeke, and Dak's coming back. Like uh, that's why he didn't do well in our personal league last year, and I don't think he's gonna do well this year. Yeah, he's gonna have Big Ben, Miles Sanders, Devontae Smith. <laughs> Nick Mack is affectionately known as Ned Flanders in our neck of the woods. Right. And I, I, this is what I found interesting about his email. He had a great analysis. Um, he, you know, he said, add Hunt and, and Sanders, take out Zeke and Akers, or take out Zeke and Akers, like he said. He had a great analysis on Hunt. He went on about the bigger home run threat, like you said. The line, versatile, better receiver. 
But there was no analysis on Miles Sanders, I noticed. I thought that was pretty fucking funny. Like, ah, just throw Miles Sanders in there in the top ten. Who gives a shit? Why? Zero. Zero analysis on that. So, yo, Flanders, we see you, bro. We see you. Um, Nick K had something, too. What what did he have to say? Oh, man. Nick K. He said about my list because I have Alvin Kamara listed as my number one running back. So, he said that they're going to stack the box against Kamara. Because of the quarterback situation. If you can think back to Jameis Winston, the way that he played with Tampa, Jameis swings the ball. He may may throw interceptions here and there, but he's going to sling the ball well enough that you're not going to be able to stack the box against Alvin Kamara. You, and have you forgotten there's an all-pro wide receiver on the outside, Michael Thomas? And another thing with Kamara, Kamara is just not a running back. They put him in every other fucking – they line him up in the slot. They line him up outside. They scream. He's not just going to be handed off, go get three, four yards. So that analysis, Nick K, I don't agree with you, bro. I think Kamara, because Kamara's a do-it-all back. Like how Nick Nick M said, Kareem Hunt has that home run threat. Kamara has that home run threat. That's why they put the ball in his hands at any possible position on the field. So you can stack the box if you want, but then they're going to shift them outside. They're going to screen it. What are you gonna do with him? And Jameis Winston is not a—I mean, he's a turn—he's turnover prone. That's a nice way to put it. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, he's turnover prone. Yeah, <laughs> but not enough but, to stack the box. Yeah, either way, even if they stack the box, you can swing into him on—you know—on a, what is a um, swing pass? Yeah, a little swing pass and stuff. Right. Like, he's still gonna get yards. And like you said, what hurts most other people is they don't have that all-pro receiver that you have to watch out for. Right. You know, and Michael Thomas does require double teams sometimes, so. I mean, and, and Winston can run. He's not a, a slouch back there like Drew Brees was. He was not, just no. can't move like a statue. And if, you and know, if, and if Taysom Hill's back there, he definitely can run. Right. So right. That, that's yeah. dual, yeah, yeah, right. dual backfield now. So I think Nick K, just like he blew himself up uh, on our personal uh, <laughs> fantasy last year, he fucked up. I think he just fucked up with that analysis. So leave it to us, Nick. Yeah, leave, yeah. It, to leave us. it to the winners, guy. Well, yeah, and like, a, and, and to to that point, um, you know, I hope he. If I'm down in the first round, Nick, I hope he does slide because I don't see that either. Um, you know, I have to agree with the fellas. Fantasy wise, Winston is he does he? You know, I'm sorry. Regular football wise. I don't know if I'd say he sucks, but he's definitely in, he's definitely turnover prone and in the wrong situations. It's always at the end of the game when they need it. That's the issue with him. Right. It's always that. But fantasy-wise, he's going to throw up points, which means Kamara can only benefit from that. So, you know, I don't agree with that one. Honey, I'm home. What's that amazing smell? Did you make my favorite cobbler? I sure the hell did not, honey. It's my new candle, Blueberry Cobbler. Where did you get such an amazing smelling candle? Oh, 407 Candles. I found them on Facebook and they have an Instagram too. When I did my daily shopping, I found out they have some other wonderful scents as well. Honey, when you make me a sandwich later, afterwards we must go online and check out all their wonderful scents. Oh honey, you will starve because I won't make that sandwich, but yes, let's do that. Well, at least it'll smell good. Now, here's the one from Teddy Blackman. It went to our 
um, conversation on the tight ends. Um, and we talked about the relevancy and, you know, is the tight end still a relevant position in the NFL or in fantasy, excuse me. He asked, do you grab a top two tight end in a half point PPR league in the first round? What do you think about that? Fred, I'll, I'll start with you. Uh, Kelsey and Kittle. I mean, absolutely. Uh, Kelsey gets 9, 10, 11 receptions a game. Uh, <clears throat> all they do in Kansas City is throw the ball around, score points. Uh, yeah, so I'll definitely take Kelsey. Um, I mean, Kittle was, uh, with Garoppolo was a little bit, eh, I guess to say, not as many receptions. Right. But if Kelsey's there, I'm there. Absolutely. I mean, in a, in a, in a half-point PPR, you can't go wrong with taking Travis Kelsey or George Kittle. So, it just, my thing is, if you're going to go tight end, what, what, where are you going to go with your second pick in that? Are you going to go uh, a running back? Are you going to go, you know, a wide receiver? Because it is half-a-point PPR, but and you're giving up that first pick on a tight end. It's, it's, I can see the strategy, but it's like, it has to be Kelsey sitting there or Kittle. Anybody other than that... Don't take the risk. I want to do it. It has to be Kelsey, definitely. So, yeah, I agree with you on the Kelsey. I'm not sure about the Kittle or, you know, because I'm right. not, I don't know if he's even the top two tight end this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got a new quarterback there. We have a, you know, we don't know what the situation's going to be this season. Plus, he had an injury-filled season last year. Um, and the emergence of Darren Waller. We have Pitts. We yeah. have some people that could definitely emerge as that new, you know, guy. So. But I got to say this. go way later on. I believe in a 12-man uh, league. If I'm anywhere from 9 to 12, I, I would take him because I'm coming right back around. Um, so I can get a running back there or maybe a quarterback combo, you know? Sure. If, but if, yeah, like if you're late in the first round, so say like you're 11 or 12. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you're picking right back around. I can see you coming from with that. Yeah, definitely. All right, and we have another. This is more of a comment. This one's to Mike. I know you're at the store today, but at least you can hear this one. This is from Fanatic. He had a just a quick comment, and he said, please come with your coffee to the next show because he immediately thought of about 40 players that started their team and ended with their team who are in the Hall of Fame. So he just wanted to bring, <laughs> wanted to bring that, that comment back up. <laughs> thought that was Poor funny. Mike. Thought that was funny. All right, so um, actually, I just want to comment on that real quick. What was really funny was when when he started to walk it back, and I appreciated Greg being like, "No, Mike, no, Mike." <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was funny. All right, so let's move on. We have Mike Placido. This is the last email. Now, this is an interesting question. He's asking us, "Who is better?" Julio Jones or Devontae Adams as a receiver? Oh. Said he was in an argument with uh, Bang Bang Niner, actually. <laughs> so, um, Greg, I'll start with you. Who do you think is better, Julio or Devontae Adams? Oh, man, this is, this is tough. The last couple of years, it, it has to be Devontae, the last couple of years. But the only reason why, because Julio can't stay fucking healthy to me, man. When Julio's healthy... If you watch them, they pull Julio all over the they, they you know line him up inside in the slot, they line him up outside. He can run any any route. And I think what benefits Devontae more than Julio is that Devontae has Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers can make any type of throw. Matt Ryan, he's he's serviceable, he's a good quarterback, but it's like you got Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is gonna elevate anybody. So it's it's tough, man. Julio has Julio has the talent, the size, the speed, 
But Devontae, he has the, he has the quarterback. So last couple of years, Devontae, career yeah. wise, Julio. Plus, uh, like like I agree with you, Julio's a little bit older as well. Um, but whenever you have a, a top three quarterback in the league. I mean, and you go somewhere else, it ain't going to be the same. No. I mean, look what he said about Jordan Love. Like, I don't know what I want to do if I'm going to stay here right. without Aaron Rodgers. And I was just telling you, like, I want to stay with my guy. Right. I'm going to put up points. I'm going to have fat contracts. I don't want to take my chance with Jordan Love over here. You know, maybe one season because you have to, but I'm out of here. Like, no. <laughs> so, yeah, Julio Jones, I mean, like you said, he's been hurt lately. I kind of feel bad for him. Um, that's why he's having, all, you know, not many people want to give up first-round picks and that, 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 what they want in that trade. I heard they had one. Right. But... There's like a few teams that are in the mix, and I had a couple of I heard a couple of GMs saying we're not going to give more than a third. Damn. So I'm definitely going with Devontae Adams. Still, he's still young. And, and real quick, because I, I was looking at stats the other day, and I'm like, man, Julio the last couple of seasons he hasn't broke like ten touchdowns. Like yeah. He puts up yardage, and you look at Devontae like 10, 12, 15. Really, really, really started eating into his stuff too. You know, okay, yeah, you're the really? number one. But really coming started up. coming up there like, okay, we, now we can lose you. It's okay now. We got really in pits here. That, I think that's uh, – you, you, I'm going to start with that. Is that That's a huge point you just made that Julio, anyone who's owned Julio Jones the last few years knows. Great yardage, but you're barely getting in that end zone. That is a fact. So age, an obvious factor in this discussion. Julio getting up there with the age. The injuries are piling up. Last year – season that was an indication of that Devontae Adams now after a 13-week fantasy regular season he was number two receiver that's overall that's with missing three games with his bye and missed two games Julio still legit receiver option but if we're discussing the fantasy impact as in who's better fantasy wise let's look at targets because in fantasy or the reality of any sports the more shots you take the more opportunities you have the more you score in this case catch the ball and his 13 games, Devontae Adams had double-digit targets in nine of them, whereas Julio, again, injury-filled year, granted, had double-digit targets in four of his eight games. I don't wow. see that getting any better, of course, if he remains in Atlanta, with the emergence of Calvin Ridley in the pits. So whereas, again, depending on Aaron Rodgers, there's no other threat to take away targets from Devontae Adams. So they only go up. Julio's only goes down in this indication. So to answer your question, Mike, I think we all can agree. Devontae Adams, definite better receiver right now. Yeah. Hey, gang, Commissioner Cooper here. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever found yourself stressing to capture leads that visit your website? Or how about a new video for your company? Our friends at Digital Brew can help. Digital Brew is an animation studio that specializes in making sweet videos that are lead-generating machines. Digital Brew is always our number one overall pick for any of our animation movie needs. Visit them online today at digitalbrew.com to see what the Brew Crew can do for you. All right, as noted earlier on our website, tssfantasy.com we have posted our rankings here we go Mario most favorite cookie <laughs> even when he show up to his place he's still eating I mean it just doesn't get any worse oh than this 
Alrighty, so, so again, back to those rankings posted on TSSFantasy.com. You can take a look at all of our rankings there. We're going to start, though, we're going to just basically go over a few of the people that we have. I have Hopkins as my number one receiver this year. Last year, Hopkins finished number 10 overall in fantasy points. However, I really like Kyler Murray this year and that Cardinals offense. It's like an NBA team that's constantly on a fast break. I mean, what do you want in a number one guy other than points? It's availability. Since entering the league in 2013, Hopkins has missed, ready for this, one game. Last year was an odd year for everyone, but Hopkins found himself on a new team with a young quarterback now entering their second season, so chemistry now there, when you insert one of the best receivers in the game into a high-octane offense, you have definite number one receiver potential. Fred, mm. Michael Thomas, <laughs> what you got? What are we going to get from Michael Thomas? Mm-hmm. Are we going to get the Michael Thomas who was hurt most of the year, who only had 40 receptions for 438 yards with zero touchdowns? Mm-hmm. Or the previous year, Michael Thomas, with 149 receptions, 1,725 yards, and nine touchdowns mm-hmm. with Drew Brees. So I, I still think he's a top first or second round receiver. Would I go all out for him? Maybe top 10? Probably not in the first 10 picks. Um, only because, yes, we believe Jameis Winston, if he starts, is still going to throw his 30 touchdowns with his 25 interceptions. Most of those touchdowns should go to Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Now, if it's Taysom Hill, I believe in him a little less. I don't. I think they're going to do a lot of running plays with Taysom Hill and Kamara, which would take a little bit from Michael Thomas. So uh, that's my – I really like him a lot. That's my analysis. I think uh, first round, I would just bypass him, to be honest with you. Bypass Michael Thomas yeah. in the first round. So you, but you like him a lot, but you're going to bypass him. I do like him, him but I believe we have better options as Devontae Adams with Aaron Rodgers, as Hopkins with Kyler Murray, that can go before him. Greg, you think Calvin Ridley is better than Michael Thomas? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got Calvin Ridley cracking my top ten. And actually, I have him ranked eighth, and I think Michael Thomas ninth in my, in my top ten. And looking at Calvin Ridley, right, um, since he came in the league, first year he had – 10 TDs, 800, over 800 yards receiving. Second year, 860 yards receiving, 7 TDs. Last year, 1,300 yards and 9 TDs, right? Now, all the talk this offseason is Julio, where is he going to go? Where is he going to end up? <laughs> now, my thing with Calvin is he's shown in the first three years in the season of, of, of his career, young career, that he can be a number one wide receiver. Now, with Julio gone, a lot of the pressure is going to be on him because you had Julio on one side, you got Russell Gage. Now, Calvin really is going to step into that true number one receiver role. Do I think he's going to? Do I think he's going to succeed? I think so. I think I can see Calvin really because, like Jason stated earlier, Julio played what eight games last season, and Calvin still was able to produce. So now, full season by himself, the true number one, Kyle Pitts on one side. Hopefully, Russell Gage can put enough pressure that so he doesn't get double covered all that time. But I think Calvin's going to have a great season this year. I think he's going to be a top 10, better than Michael Thomas, more weapons in Atlanta. 
That's interesting. So um, if you go to our website, tssfantasy.com, and you see my rankings for receiver, <laughs> you'll notice something interesting in there. Big time. Big time. So at number 10, I have Jamar Chase in there. Jason, what a leap of faith. So here's why. Here, Hear me out on this. Now, first and foremost, the premise of us doing a fantasy show is something that I've always said to everyone. The experts know just as much as we do. We're all guessing, aren't we, at the end of the day? So this is my big guess, all right? You have Jamar Chase. I like what I saw out of Joe Burrow last year before he got hurt. Mm -hmm. The organization also liked what they saw. In fact, so much so, they went out and drafted the guy's top main threat from college, Sir, here you have a situation where you have a freak athlete paired up with this old college quarterback, so there's no waiting period to develop chemistry. And if you if you don't think the young quarterback who told the organization to draft his boy isn't going to feed him all season, well, I'll just call you Mike. So, Demar Chase, put him in your minds this season. He needs to be in your lineup. Fred, Terry McLaurin. Oh, wow. McLaurin. Wow. Why? Why, Fred? Because I, I, I actually like him this year. I've never liked McLaurin in the last two years. <clears throat> but when he came out last year at Washington with 87 receptions, over 1,100 yards, and the four TDs yeah. with pedestrian quarterbacks, Alex Smith. What was his name? Henkel? Henke? <laughs> Something like that. Right there. Now, they're most likely, they're going to, because I know they're in the running for Aaron Rodgers, but even so, they're going to start Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick just throws the ball a lot. Sometimes he has four interceptions, but sometimes he has four or five touchdowns. And he does sling it. So I believe his stats are actually going to get a lot better this year. I actually see him as a t- uh, top 10 receiver, maybe top eight. Mm. Yeah. And I think that helps that Fitzpatrick is there. He can run with his feet a little bit, sling the ball. McLaurin's definitely going to have a, a better year this year. See, the only thing I got to say about McLaurin that, that I don't like is, is Riverboat Ron's history. He's very conservative. So that's the only thing that I could see him trying to rein in Fitzpatrick and don't just dink and dunk it, just take the safe pass. But knowing Fitzpatrick and his history, he's a gunslinger, so he's going to um, – He's gonna definitely send the ball to You're right on Riverboat Ron, but you know, here's the thing. When you draft somebody like Fitzpatrick, you know what you're getting into. So, yeah, you know, I think he probably already knows what's going on at a time. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper, and if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First and foremost, it's free. The easy-to-use creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. If we can do it, trust me, you can too. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, you have somebody on your list that I drafted last year, actually. Mm. Kind of snuck this guy in, and he was nasty. Um, Justin Jefferson, let's talk about him. Let me tell you, all I'm going to say is 125 targets last year. Mm. The kid had 125 targets with Kirk Cousins as your fucking quarterback and even Adam Thielen on the other side. On the other side. The kid had 125 targets. He had 1,400 yards receiving and 17 TDs in his first 
season. Mm. Mm. He's only going to get better. Mm -hmm. You have Dalvin Cook in the back, so that's going to get a lot of attention. You have Adam Thielen that's more than likely going to be healthy this season. I could see, again, him getting over 120 targets. I could see him going double digits with the touchdowns. Jefferson is a beast. If they had a better quarterback, he may be, he be, may be pushing like 1,700 yards receiving, bro. Jefferson is a beast. You, the kid, LSU produces wide receivers, bro. I don't, I don't know how, what's in the water at fucking LSU, but that kid came out the gate. 125 targets? Jason, I, I don't know what the how the fuck you saw it last year. Did you draft him or did you pick him up off the wing? No, I did draft him. Good shit. You know, <clears throat> he had 1,400 yards last year. Yes. And I had Adam Thielen. And I was good with him. Yes. So, you said something about Kirk Cousins. Is he really a bad quarterback? I mean, Fantasy you get 1,400 no, no, yards by one receiver. You yeah. have another 1,000 and change by another receiver. You have Dalvin Cook in the backfield. So, my question is, why isn't Minnesota really better? And we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> I, do see Justin, we do see, I do see Justin Jefferson this year as a top five receiver. Big, big time. Um, I mean, yeah, like, he's I, you know, five. yeah, he's, he's absolutely amazing. He's quick. He didn't get hurt. I mean, he, he is something special. And if I have a chance, I would definitely get him in the first or second round. <laughs> I'm back before you. Yeah, you know, I'm going to take him. He put, up, he put up yards. Yeah. He's, um, now, I, I've always, and we'll talk, you know, as we go along, we'll talk about different draft strategies. But always throughout my tenure in fantasy, I always look for that fast um, guy that's making big plays. Wolf Fuller was an example. Percy Harvin, another example. Santana Moss, those quick, small guys that are going to make the big plays. Those are the guys that I always look for, hence why I took him last year. Mm-hmm. Of course, I did not think he was going to do that well, but, yeah. you know, hey, it paid off. What can I say? All right, let's talk about sleepers. I have a sleeper in mind. We've talked about this offense all year. I mean, excuse me, all year, all, all six shows. Um, the Colts offense, Michael Pittman Jr. Right there, you love the Colts. He really, he really came on last year. I got to pipe in the Colts, like, the, the music they play at the stadium or well, something. Yeah. For, yeah, something for Freddie. Um you know, listen, you, you have a new offense with Frank Reich, or excuse me, with Carson Wentz. Frank Reich going to definitely hook his boy up and make sure he has a good season this year. You got T.Y. Hilton, who's coming up in age. So Michael Pittman came on last year. Big guy. Really like what I saw out of him. I like, we talked about this numerous times, we love their offense coming up this season. So somebody to look out for. He's not, you know, he's breaking top 20s in some rankings. He's got potential to be top 10. Um, Greg, OBJ, they got him ranked so low. Why the disrespect? Let me tell you something. OBJ's my sleeper for so many reasons. But we were talking, and I was talking about targets earlier, right? Just just to give you some, when he's healthy, when he's with the Giants in, in, in 18, 124 targets. When he first came to Cleveland, 133 targets, right? It didn't so much produce the stats that we would like from OBJ. Like when he his, you know, first three seasons in the league, 12 TDs, 13 TDs, 10 TDs, over 1,300 yards receiving. Since he got to Cleveland, the highest output he's had is 1,000 yards and six TDs. Well, no, four. My bad, four. My thing with OBJ, 
I think he's going to come back. I think he's going to bounce back. I think with Baker improving and showing that he's taking that, that I wouldn't say that big leap, but he's taking that next step in, in, in being, you know, that that top-tier, top-mid-tier quarterback, I think is going to help OBJ. And with them not putting so much, like Baker, you saw a lot of the games, he zeroed in on OBJ a lot when he was healthy. But now, and I think OBJ getting hurt is a blessing in disguise. It's going to help Baker open it up. But I also think it's going to open it up for OBJ as well. I think I can see OBJ, not double-digit TDs, but 1,300 receiving yards, about six TDs. I'm, I'm telling you, I can Ouch. see it. I can see it. The, kid, the kid's been working out. The knee looks great. I hope so. He plays professional football. He, the, I'm, I'm, the, the, he, the knee looks good. Yeah. And I think him coming back and Jarvis Landry took a little step last season. And they got, I think, oh, I forgot the guy there. I always forget names. The guy, the tight end was pretty decent. They had also. But then you got Nick Chubb. And you got Kareem Hunt. It's a lot of balls to spread. But I think OBJ is going to at least be top, top 15. So... As you know, I didn't pick a sleeper because <laughs> I wanted to hear what two sleepers you guys had. And if you pick any of these two at your first receiver, no, your team's going to be put to sleep. Even a second receiver. Dude, let me tell you something. <laughs> On my list, I don't even have Pittman. Pittman in the top 40. Right. That's, That's why, why he's a sleeper. sleeper. No, no. Fuck that. <laughs> he, he, he should be in the grave. <laughs> and OBJ, I have him as 22. Right now, Super. hold on. There is no way he's coming close to thirteen hundred yards. All right, so Pittman, obviously, I'm not a big fan of the Colts. You don't like they, they just boring, and they got Carson Wentz, and I don't believe in him anymore. I think his, I think he's in his own head. His career smashed. It's so way. bad. It's so bad that I actually booked tickets last night to watch the Colts versus Jets in Indianapolis. Mm. So I'm gonna be there mm. with my son, who's a Colts fan. Mm. Yeah, Secondly, some analysis at the game. OBJ, I think he's his biggest curriculum. He's leaving the Giants. He 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 cannot do it anymore by himself. He has Landry on the other side. Uh, they're they're a running team now. There's no way he breaks a thousand yards. So please, listeners, do he not take do not take any of these two sleepers or you're going to put your team to sleep in fantasy. But Freddie, we're not saying that this should be a number one receiver on your I don't team. think he should. Okay, maybe if number four. Do it like that if yeah, you have to. But, but a sleeper should be somebody that comes out of the blue and, and does something for your team. These Michael dudes Pittman. will not do anything for your fantasy teams. Don't pick them. I, I definitely disagree wholeheartedly. And I actually, you know, especially, you know, mine maybe, yeah. my, mine could be, you know, who knows. But I, I definitely think OBJ is going to break out in that offense. is definitely so. poised. Really? Yeah. That, yes. it, oh. Baker Mayfield was my sleeper quarterback this year. I think that they're. They run the ball 30 times. They run running, 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 running. Right. Running, and running. guess what? And guess yeah. what? And then the defense the has to stock stack up. And then guess what happens? Then it opens oh, it up. Right. Listen, I mean, I mean I, you got out. OBJ and Jarvis. You got OBJ and Jarvis Landry. I could stand back there and throw touchdown passes. And like, that's and why another reason I think they split the yards, split the receptions. Jarvis is that. He, yeah, he he's OBJ. a reception guy. He's not the touchdown big threat guy. And that's what, that, yeah, and that's what OBJ is. All right, let's move on. Welcome to the island. Island Peppa Skincare Products. Love your skin your way. Stop by today at islandpeppaskincare.com to look at our variety of products 
for both men and women. Because in the islands, the Pippa is always black. All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, the doctor is in. Welcome back to the studio, Dr. Jeffrey Miller. Thank you very much, Jason Cooper. Looking forward to being here today. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. That's awesome. I'm excited to have you. So I want to lead by offering a public apology. Oh, really? Yeah. You ready for this? So I think I hurt one of our colleagues feelings. Greg mentioned the other day, I think it was Greg at least, that I hurt his feelings in my commentary about OJ Howard. And I think it's (laughs) appropriate to better clarify my position on OJ Howard, because I certainly don't want to be hurting any feelings for my role within this team. So I didn't use the term miracle, at least I hope I didn't use the term miracle in describing his uh, likelihood of returning. What I wanted to do was just contextualize his chance of returning and offer some NFL player-based evidence on the likelihood he returns. So I wanted everybody listening to fully understand that he has, based on the data, about a two-thirds chance of successfully returning to play. And with that in mind, I think it's important that anybody looking to draft a tight end considers somebody like Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, maybe with one of their first picks, instead of taking that chance on O.J. Howard. So apologies to anybody whose feelings I hurt. My role here is not to Uh, determine who is going to come back and play and who's not, but rather just to share the evidence and the medical perspective on the likelihood he comes back this season. Now, I'm sure your apology will be well received. However, I, I do want to inform you that members of the TSS crew are kind of sensitive. So I apologize to you that he is feeling a certain type of way about your analysis I mean, you're just the facts, ma'am. So I get, I get, I get what you're bringing. I get what you're bringing. All I want to do is bring the data where it's available and the facts. The analysis of the players is beyond my scope here. That's, that's your wheelhouse. And I'm going to defer to you for who's going to play well. I'm just looking at who's likely to take the field successfully. And again, the data only gives OJ Howard about a two thirds chance of coming back to play this season. So I would just maybe consider him with a later round draft pick and take a Kelsey, a Kittle, or here, let me throw this out there, maybe even a Kyle Pitts with an earlier draft pick. 
You know, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I'm going to throw another name out there. And because I, I, we haven't got to the tight end yet, that's next week. But I'm going to throw another name out there for you. I'm excited about Tim Tebow. I hate to bring it up, but I would draft him over OJ Howard. So I know your boy's going to have something to say about that, but I'm a big Tebow fan myself. I would take Tebow maybe with the first pick in the draft because I drank the Kool-Aid. And admittedly, <laughs> I have drank the Tebow Kool-Aid. Well, I'm here to tell you that everyone listening wants you in their fantasy league. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, moving on to speaking of players that may perform well, let's talk about Tom Brady that, you know, there was some notes that might look like some wear and tear that he was questionable to start camp camp starting to open up here shortly, by the way. So we are going to get some real injuries happening but what do you say about this is anything big something anyone should be concerned about for brady so short answer no but i want to give a longer answer tom brady who turns 44 in august turns 44 in august he has been playing since before 9 11 he was drafted in 2000 this guy is a dinosaur machine yeah this is unreal in 2008, a full 13 years ago, he sustained his, his ACL injury. And I, I don't have the data on this, but I'm wondering how many current NFL players were even playing in the NFL when he had his ACL rupture in 2008, which was eight years into his career. This guy mm. is a verifiable dinosaur. Mm. Now, that has nothing to do with where I'm going with this, because generally, I would say that anybody who's turning 44 before the start of the season isn't going to be in a good position to play and score a lot of points. But Tom Brady, he's not human. So what we know about him, he's obviously not the best scrambler. And, you know, there's this great meme about how his baby deer legs failed him falling down, catching a pass. Like the, the guy is not the best athlete on the field. He doesn't have the best legs, not a scrambler, not a sprinter, but none of that matters. This guy's old. He's not super athletic. But his football IQ is infinity. He's a winner. And he's proven that he takes incredible care of himself in the offseason. You know, some of his um, nutritional ideas may be a little fringe. But the guy shows up ready to play, again, with an infinite football IQ. So, with all of that said, I'm not worried at all about his knee injury because he doesn't rely on his knees to play. This guy relies on his brain. And that's intact. Now, a little bit more about his knee. You know, it wasn't just a cleanup. We talked about a few cleanups last week. And those are nothing serious. This was a four to five month recovery. So this was something more significant. Hmm. But just days ago, he tweeted that he's 100 days out, 100% effort, 100% capacity. And quite frankly, I believe him. I think his, uh, he's going to be ready to play this season. He's going to be extraordinary and i have no reservations about tom brady's knees Ooh, that smells so good what'd you guys get i got the rasta pasta it's really good what'd you get i got the shrimp and white rice it's covered in this amazing jerk sauce did you know it's their signature jerk sauce that they actually make here and we're taking a bottle home i got the jerk chicken i'll give you some of mine if you let me try yours no i'm not sharing this this is all mine I'm already done. Wow. And don't forget, if you're looking for a Jamaican cuisine, 
real spicy finger licking good, check out Irie Vibes at 313 Central Avenue, Albany, New York. Remember, that's where the licking is good. So to use an analogy, I know that you would understand. If the NFL were, say, the WWE, Ooh. Tom Brady would be dubbed the cerebral assassin by far. That is a flawless analogy, but I want to add another one. He would be Triple H's cerebral assassin, but the guy is older than Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. So <laughs> I, I think we got to pay respect to this age there as well. Woo, all righty. <laughs> um, all right, now speaking of players of the big significance, let's go on to someone I think will be of no significance. Corey Davis, uh, looks like he's also had some minor stuff going into camp this is on the new york hapless sorry jets what do you think of what do you think about Corey davis's shot any any um shot for him to miss the start of the season no i I don't think so so this guy's expected to be a regular target this season and a more significant contributor hopefully this season Uh, it appears to just be a shoulder strain and while some early reports said he was questionable I, i do expect him to be playing game number one nice all right, now we have an email once again. Of course, of course, Dr. Miller has to get an email every week. I think we're all <laughs> starting to get a little jealous at this point. This one is from Red Ned Flanders. Good old Red Ned. He is an anatomy teacher at a high school, and he says his, his kids always ask him all the time, what is the difference in strain grades because you hear a string one strain two like to they'd like to get some understanding of that and he he'd also mentioned since the hosts of the show are like children he figured we didn't know as well and figured he'd like to explain it to us oh great question and i think part of what makes this a great question is that there's a little bit of ambiguity surrounding it and then there's a lot of misunderstanding and misuse of some of this terminology So I first want to be very broad with this and say that a sprain and a strain have slightly different descriptions. And so he asked about a strain, if I heard you right, which generally describes an overexertion or an overstretch or an overuse of the soft tissues, most commonly, but not necessarily exclusively, the muscle, the tendon, or the musculotendinous unit. So we think a strain in a muscle or a tendon most commonly. Whereas a sprain is something we've talked a little bit more on this show about is a stress or a stretch or even a tear of the soft tissues, most commonly the ligaments. So when we talk about a sprain, we're more likely referring to the ligaments. Now, whether we're referring to a muscular or tendinous strain or a ligamentous sprain, they're graded on a grade one versus two versus grade three scale. So a grade one is going to be a little bit of pain at maybe even after the time of injury. We might see some swelling, some tenderness. There may even be some microscopic structural damage. Again, that's all a grade one. We probably don't hear about most of those from NFL players. Most of these grade ones are probably, um, I don't want to say ignored, but not really thought about very much. These players play through a lot of pain And grade one sprains or strains probably fall into that category. What we hear about 
And what probably makes more reports are the grade two sprains and strains. And these are more moderately painful, not just mildly, but moderately. And it frequently requires stopping the activity. So somebody's pulled off the field, has their shoulder looked at, has their ankle looked at. At that point, we're looking at that being criteria for a grade two sprain or strain. Now, whereas the grade ones only have some microscopic structural damage, the grade twos are associated with a little bit more significant ligamentous tearing. We're going to see visible swelling, and we're going to have some increase in movement or some hypermobility and maybe even some instability of the associated joint. So grade two tends to be much more significant and requires more intentional rest and recovery. Now, a grade three, as you would expect, this is the most significant, where we have a near complete or a complete tearing of the tissue. This is associated with much longer rehabilitation course, may require surgical intervention to put the tissue back together, associated with significant swelling and instability. So the grade threes, these are going to be our athletes who are out probably for surgery. Our grade ones, we might not see very many of these hit even the news cycle. I think a lot of the questions we're answering are, is this grade two sprain going to be able to play? Or is this grade two sprain going to require a little bit more rest and recovery? So RedNet, I hope that helps to clarify your question. Always appreciate the listener questions. These are wonderful. Absolutely. And do not forget, you can always email us at our new email, the crew at tssfantasy.com or tweet at us at tssfantasy. Check us out on our new website, tssfantasy.com as well. You can see old uh, show archives. There'll be some articles posted from us there as well in our rankings as well. Dr. Miller, I appreciate you once again. Thank you so much for your time. It's been fun. I'll see you again next week. Yes, sir. We always do appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is out. Hey, TSS family, it's Commissioner Cooper, and I just came from getting my hair cut and underground cuts, and let me tell you, I look sharp. And with the remaining amount of hair I have left, trust me when I tell you, it's a miracle. And that's what the boys do at Underground Cuts, perform miracles on heads. Please give them a call today. It's 407-858-0880. Or you can visit them at on Facebook or at their location, 1005 West Oak Ridge Road, Suite 6 in Orlando, Florida. So let's move on and close out today's show. We appreciate you, TSS family, for listening to us once again. Don't forget to check out our website, tssfantasy.com, or don't forget to email us or to like us on Facebook and to yada, yada, yada on all the social media. Greg, what you got? You got something to close it out? Yeah, just don't forget to follow us on Instagram, tss underscore fantasy underscore football on Instagram and tss on Facebook. Right now we're up to um, 400 followers on Facebook. And we really love the interaction you guys have given us. Don't keep commenting. Keep giving your opinions. We love the interaction. 
So keep it up. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, I want to say thank you to Oreo, America's favorite, uh, <laughs> <laughs> favorite cookie. And and I think I'm going to go eat me some Teddy Grahams because I got hungry talking about them shits. And, and Mike, we miss you, bro. We do. Mike, I do Mike. miss you. And after some counseling from our friends, I'm going to talk to you nicer. Okay? So, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. There we go. I put it out there for everyone. Uh, uh, the TSS, uh, fan, what is it? The uh, draft. Are we going to be using that one here? Well, we're going to be using the ESPN platform. Right, but and we're going to talk about the actual league. Oh, yeah, of course. When, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, of course. As we, yeah, we'll definitely, it'll definitely be mentioned during the awesome. season who's getting spanked uh, for sure. All right, well, that again will close it out. <laughs> TSS family, we appreciate you, and we are out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 